Hi everyone, this is Patrick, the editor for Purity for Life, with some extra content from our episode, World of Lies, A Gospel of Lies. This question from our interview with Glenn and Jesse Meldrum didn't quite fit the rest of our episode, but I think their insights on how to take prayer and Bible study more seriously will be helpful for anyone, and especially for new believers seeking to grow closer to Jesus. We're going to come back to the, or we've been following a nice arc here, um, and I want to take a brief side trail because you guys said something that I want to get your your perspective on. I've been studying the Bible for 12 years, and I know that probably the first five as a new believer were very, very painful just difficult because it showed me how little I really knew. You know, I mean, there's this, once you actually start to study the word of God or start to prayer, start to really have a life of prayer, you realize how little you know. And there's just this vast world that's opening up before you. And it's like, man, what do I do? And how do I do this? For a, for a new believer who wants to make a commitment to spending quality time studying the Bible and being in prayer, what encouragement would you give to them? Well, I guess one of the things I would say with it is um, you're never going to know the joy of fellowship with God until you begin to put yourself in the place for that. And I've given the illustration before. It's like I have a big piece of chocolate cake, and you've never even eaten chocolate in your life, much less chocolate cake. How do you describe chocolate cake to somebody who doesn't know what it is? It's like trying to explain to a blind man that has been blind his whole life what blue is. You know, mm-hmm. this color blue. You just, you don't have a point of reference. You really don't know until you begin to taste and see that God is good, mm-hmm. until you begin to understand. And so when a person comes to salvation, they are having some kind of encounter with God. So, or, or they're not coming to salvation. If there's not an encounter with God, then there's no salvation. If there isn't some form of spiritual revolution that's happening in their life that's changing them, then, you know, they're just having sentimental ideas. Mm. But when they begin to have an encounter with God, there should be enough of that, enough understanding with it that should cause them to begin to press in, to go in, to start mm-hmm. learning the place of prayer. And the only way you're going to learn how to pray is you pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do it. Now, there are good mm-hmm. books out there, Ian Bounds, Andrew Murray, you know, other ones that are out there that are really good books on prayer. Uh, but you're not going to know prayer from reading a book. You're going to know prayer from going to the, in the place of prayer and learning how to, uh, how to communicate with God. And part of the aspect of prayer that I think is so important is the place of learning how to enjoy God. Mm-hmm. Just learning how to be in a spot where you just love being with him. And that's what praise is all about. So when you look at the the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father, however people want to call it, whatever people want to call it, um, you know, it begins with praise, ends with praise, and then in between is our petitions. And I don't believe we're supposed to pray the Lord's Prayer verbatim. It's an outline of what prayer should consist of. But it's that place of enjoying God, that place of praise, where we start knowing that intimate fellowship. And it's not going to be so much in the place of making our petitions known. Sometimes it's there, such as in the place of intercession, where you're praying for others or an individual and you are really burdened over that person and you are experiencing God in the midst of that intercession. But usually it's in the place of of worship, of prayer, 
that you really do it. So I would, I would really recommend that uh, a new believer or a believer that has never come to the place of maturity in their life, that they begin just to put themselves at the feet of Jesus. And if you try and make it by time and chance when it happens, it's not going to happen. It has to be this purposeful discipline that comes in your life where you are saying, I've got to take time with Jesus, that he is worth my investment. And that's where the where so much of the problem is. Uh, as what I had referred to earlier, the church of Ephesus forsaking their first love, you know, ultimately we forsake the first love because we don't spend time with Jesus anymore. We start moving away. We don't see him as infinitely valuable. So we just don't think it's that important if we neglect prayer. But in the neglect of prayer or never learning the place of prayer and worship, what happens is we move further and further away from him. And then we just think it to be a dead re dead religion, just ritual or whatever, because there's no life in it. And so it really has to be this place of hungering for him and then putting themselves in the, in the place of prayer. And second would be that place of study of the word. There again, you can't make it time and chance. You have to do it. Yeah. And if you don't make it the purposeful thing to learn the word of God, then you're not going to understand what's there. And somebody can go and start reading the Bible in the, right from the beginning through, and that's fine. But they're going to come in a place where they just go and say, I have no idea what's being taught here. Well, you just keep going because a little bit later, you'll find something that does. And as you mature, you'll come and begin to understand a little bit more and you'll understand why things, some things were there. And there may be points in your life where you just say, I have no idea why that's in the Bible, period. So <laughs> you go on and you understand what you can. And that's why, especially for new believers, I recommend staying in the New Testament mm -hmm. and especially in the Gospels. Okay. You know, get to know Jesus. The Word of God needs to become something that's real and vibrant. And when we understand Jesus, we will begin to understand the Old Testament that's pointing to him. Um, I would just add that there's things we have to do that seem like a sacrifice, but Jesus never made it easy. He, you know, he's made statements like deny yourself, take up the cross, fall into the ground and die, lose your life. And so when he's telling us that we have to have a life in him, we have to know him through prayer and the word um, getting under good teaching. Um, it, it doesn't maybe feel good. doesn't feel like, uh, you know, this isn't going to be fun or yeah. I'd rather look at screens instead of right. this, you know, right. especially like this younger generation. I mean, I felt it when I got saved. I, I was glued to television. They were always going. We had uh, always at least three televisions going on in my home all the time, constantly. So, I know a little bit anyway, what that feels like when you get saved and you know, something has to happen. You need to pull away from this. And um, so I kept trying to ease away from the television and spend time with God and, but it didn't work. And then um, I, I think I was saved like nine months and I heard a message, just somebody preached on prayer and said, can you not give Jesus one hour of your life each day and it just hit me like doesn't yeah doesn't he deserve that and um so from that day it was okay I'm, I'm just going to give him and and it was hard at first but God started meeting with me and and then eventually the hour it's just it's not enough time I need more time with him and and as I 
just cut off is what I ended up having to do. The Lord told me to cut off television. You can't, you can't limit yourself. So just cut it off. Mm-hmm. And, and in time, it's like, wow, I don't even miss it. I don't even know what's on television. You know, for Glenn and I, it's been years since we've watched television. And we haven't missed anything. We're not, we're not like sitting around in the evenings going, I wonder what people are watching. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just not even part of life. Yeah. So there's a point where it, it feels like, like sacrifice at first. It feels like denying yourself. But just press through and, and you, you do this, you seek him. He does reward those who diligently seek him. And it becomes just normal. It's, it's, you have to have it. You can't get through a day without prayer. To hear the rest of the interview, just check out episode 402, World of Lies, A Gospel of Lies. Thanks for listening.